What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports. I am your host, Dylan Reynolds, and I'm I'm not doing too well, if you can't tell. Uh, but I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Joshua Klein. How are we doing today, buddy? Dylan, we did it. We made it to the biggest Misfits card ever constructed, and we're finally here. And today, we're gonna predict it. To see like who who we're gonna win, we're gonna zip through this real quickly. Maybe talk about a few of the big ones to give a little more insight. But hey, man, let's go. But but first, before we get to it, let's read some of those comments from last week's episode. Yeah. So starting out over on TikTok, we have Mr. John Driver. Really loved watching Claudio and the whole BCC. AW right now is better to me than WWE. You know, that I feel is a fitting comment with tonight as we are recording this being Tuesday, title Tuesday for AW, a loaded show for NXT. You know, it's, you know, if if you like what you like, fundamentally, I've said that a bunch on this show, but, you know, Claudia and the whole BCC, they're lit. They're lit as fuck. Which is, it's great that you're saying that because, you know, Meltzer's reporting that AEW has gone cold. And I'm like, how, brother? Because, like, the last, like, the three pay-per-views that they've done have been bangers. Tony Khan even says that their numbers are going up in terms of pay-per-views. Maybe the audience are going down because, like, it's getting expensive to go to these shows. Like, maybe we should stop looking at who actually attends the show and looks at who, like, merch sales and actually engagement from the fans. I feel, and plus, why would you, I just don't feel that way. And I, I, I believe AEW is the better show. Now, um, there are, there are, another news is that, you know, Endeavor told Vince, kick rocks on creative and put Triple H back in and charge. Yeah. Now, granted, when Triple H was back in charge, there's still a lot of Vince-isms still in there. So, but we have even Florida about going to, back to WWE because, even some of the stuff I've seen, the product has gotten a little better. Yeah. Uh, they still have the Roman Reigns problems. They still have a, they still have their, all their problems, but they can fix it. But yeah, you gotta like what you like, and don't hate on the other promotion because it's just great to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, right now, fundamentally, like if if you are a and and I mean this as clearly as possible, if you are a wrestling fan, this is the greatest period of time ever. To the the AW singularly, in my opinion, has the greatest professional wrestling roster put together ever in history. In WWE, theirs is literally right behind it. Like, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. But that keeps us over on TikTok with Logan Snellbaker. Definitely mispronounced that. I think, and this is uh, in reference to uh, Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream. I think this definitely has potential to be match of the year. But when most of the IWC seems to prefer things like Omega versus Osprey, I think that'll win. Which one? <laughs> Which one? They they, they wrestle twice. Uh, if my my money's still on the on the Wrestle Kingdom one, I probably mm-hmm. when we do the Lockies might have to. Uh, rewatch some of those matches to really put it down. Um, and there are certain matches that are probably on that list that I missed, like FTR and Bullet Club Gold on Collision is probably on that list. Just a lot of g- 
wrestling this year has just been so good and just have the fact that we have so many options of best match is insane yeah i mean it it's a, a good time again josh plugged it the lockies coming up later the last episode of the season we'll be talking to you more about that in the coming weeks is when we'll start releasing some details on that um but i mean look there's just a lot a lot of match of the year candidates and you know, everybody has their own different flavor. Uh, you know, like if you are more that technical wrestling style, then yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson is probably your match of the year. And if you are more of kind of the IWC mindset, like, yeah, both of the Omega and Osprey matches, you know, there's the FTR tag match you mentioned from Collision. Like there's all kind, all kind of stuff that I happened at the start of this year that I probably like, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head right now. But everybody has their own opinion. It doesn't mean your opinion is wrong. You know, no. it's just, you know, have your, I think the biggest thing for me right now with the wrestling discourse and the internet wrestling community as it is, is people, you can have your own opinions. You don't have to subscribe to the hive mind, you know, fuck. If you like NW, if you think NWA is the best promotion going on right now, God bless you, you know? Well, yeah, I definitely think that. NWA has now caught my attention for certain summer reasons um, because I am uh, a juggalo and I'm like, oh shit, Violent Jays in NWA and the Brothers of Funstruction is such a fun tag team. Um, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, like it, like I said, it's, it's fun to be a wrestling fan where like you can watch NWA now. There's still like the Imperials on there. It's a lot of good characters on there. EC3 has the title. I think mean, that's a good idea. Maxi Impaler is the first non-binary champion, plus just defended the NWA title as, and just won a Tokyo Joshi Pro title uh, over in Japan the other day. There's uh, pro wrestling, even the NWA, it has it has its moments, you know. I'm, I'm you know, I have my criticisms, but you know. So that takes us, of course, this episode we are giving our predictions for the Misfits Boxing Prime card going on this Saturday, October 14th in Manchester, England, headlined by the double main event of KSI and Tommy Fury and Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis. As we normally do, uh, you know, there's some prelim matches. We aren't going to be giving the predictions on those, but just to let you know what those matches are, Swarms and Ryan Taylor 2. Astrid Wett is defending her lightweight championship against Alexia Grace. SX versus DTG and Chase Damore versus Temple Arts for the heavyweight championship. Of course, good luck to all those people. If I hear something good about it, I'll reach out. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it, but, you know. The the biggest thing to me is probably going to be Swarms and Ryan Taylor uh, out, out of those ones. Uh, and that's if, you know, Ryan Taylor's face and eye doesn't break again. <laughs> starting out, uh, as far as I know, this is the official running order they're going. They're starting out with the tag team boxing match. Los Panetas Coladas versus Nick LMAO and Alex Wasabi for the Misfits tag team boxing championships josh who do you got i got uh pineda and b-dub i i think they're the they're the ones that have the most chemistry they have been in this match more often and i think they pair so well together um especially because b-dub comes in like b-dubs is the is the heater he comes in there he just guns a blade in and you get and you bring in pineda he's more of the technician he's gonna you know be more traditional 
And I think that two pairings are very good. And plus, I've never seen these other two boxers fight together. And that is going to be very fun. I, I, I'm excited for this match because yeah. every time we see the tag team boxing, it just gets it's good. And they clean up the rules a little bit. So let's fucking go on that one. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and speaking of, I know I just saw like B-Dave and uh, Uncle Pizza and a couple other of the lower card guys were just on a uh, profile for GQ that's talking about this whole influencer boxing thing. So congrats to them on that. Yeah, to me, to me, I think definitely Los Pinedas Coladas is the favorite. However, after seeing B-Dave's performance in the survivor tag and in turn seeing Nick LMAO's performance in the survivor tag. If you remember Josh, every time those two guys got in there together, <laughs> Nick LMAO was whooping on B Dave really bad. B Dave just couldn't figure any way of defense out. And then, you know, Alex Wasabi, you haven't got to see him yet, but Alec, well, no, you did. You did with, uh, with IDubs. Um, you know, Alex Wasabi is an, another guy who is fairly technically sound. And the thing that I worry about is, as we've seen with the previous tag team boxing with Pineda Coladas, is B-Dave is kind of the agitator, the heater, as you said. And then Pineda comes in and wipes up everybody else. Uh, and the issue is that was against two guys who had no boxing skills versus Nick LMAO and Alex Wasabi. Not only, you know, yes, this is their first time teaming up together, but I mean, they train together, they're friends. They've, they're going to be trained, had been training for this and they're both technically sound. Nick being the least experienced of the bunch in here. Like, you know, for me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Nick and Alex Wasabi as the tag champs. I, I just think, Pineda is the thing that saves that tag team in the ring. And I don't know if Pineda, you know, <laughs> go back to Misfits 01, you know, could Pineda was one of the two that, that KSI fought in one night, you know, a little bit different, but. Yeah, know. he definitely, he's definitely uh, redeemed himself from, from, uh, from that. Um, but I just feel because the, the experience, because like you, you, you're right. The um, you're right when you say like the, maybe those two boxers are better. And B Dubs when he fights when he fought the other guy that was their first time fighting. Now he mm -hmm. has a rapport. But maybe next time he can have a little counter. Then we can see how good B Dubs is on that. Yeah. So then the next match is going to be Winderson Nunez versus my mate Nate. First off, great matchmaking. This is a, a great thing. You know, I saw Mams Taylor and them. Uh, he did an interview and said they already have the arena for the Brazil card uh, that's going to be next year set up already. Um, so getting two international stars like Wenderson Nunes and my mate Nate, who of course we saw earlier this year in the Kingpin tournaments, you know, uh, this is a solid matchup. This is a good, interesting matchup to me. I'm going to go Wenderson. I think Nate in his last fight on the Kingpin tournament just wasn't aggressive enough. Um, and despite the performance we saw Winderson have against just Kenny uh, in their last match in the semifinals, I think Winderson is more aggressive than Nate is, and that's going to be what gets him the win. 
Yeah, I was very impressed with uh, Winderson in the Kington um, tournament. And I think that uh, he can carry that over into this because uh, he had a full of energy. I think just uh, Kenny, Kenny was just at a different level than he is because I think Winderson's still new to the game. Um, but I think that experience with Kenny and stuff like that will propel him for the victory, in my opinion. Yeah. For the Misfits Boxing Light Heavyweight Championship, we just talked about him. Just Kenny versus Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. Who you got, oh, Josh? Oh, I got my dog. I got my dog to once again to put that guy in his place and let him know that you ain't no king. Because here's the thing. You can't play around with Anthony Taylor. You can't be, like, playing with your food, think you're going to do some jabs, you think you're going to be like your boy Mayweather. And this guy's going to get you close. He's going to hit you. He's going to frustrate you. And I feel like – and I saw Anthony Taylor do to stop Poppy. I saw the aggression. I saw, like, he doesn't give a fuck who you are. He's going for that – dub and i think he is going to get that dub and be crowned be crowned king anthony taylor boom (laughs) love to see that you know i think anthony taylor his path to victory for this fight is just like with the salt poppy fight he needs to be very very aggressive you know that is going to be the big way if you can get and use that peekaboo style that he loves to talk about that is going to be one of the things that he is going to be able to be very advantageous about on the other side, just Kenny, you know, he is very technically sound. He is at a, a high level. And with that, we have seen Anthony Taylor struggle with that as most MMA crossover fighters have whenever they come against a more technically sound boxer, you know, I, for me, this is a very, very close fight. I don't think it's going to be a, a knockout. I don't think it's going to be an early stoppage. I think it is going to go the distance. It's going to be done by points. And it's it's hard for me. It's really hard because I look at both sides of that coin and I'm like, all right, I see where Anthony's going to get the win. I see where King Kenny gets the win. To me, I think... I think the work that they have been doing to rectify Kenny's mistakes and the fact that technically, you know, obviously not fully technically, but in theory, this should have been the Kingpin finals as far as Kenny's next fight. And I feel like the work he has done since the last time he performed on Misfits that him and Daily Paralysis have worked on, I think are going to put him in a hyper aggressive and highly technical spot. I think it's going to be just Kinney, and this is going to be, you know, his his moment of being recrowned, possibly King Kinney by by Josh. Then we got the big one for the Misfits lightweight championship, the rematch we've all been waiting for over a year in the making. Dean the Great versus Wally the Sharks too. Now, I mean, like you said, every time we've seen Wally come out. He's been impressive every single time, you know, and the fact not only has he been performing on these high level stages of misfits, but, you know, he's been doing amateur fights on the side, too. I think he even has an amateur fight set up for in like two or three weeks from now, I want to say, I think I saw. So this is something where I see 
that Waleed wants it more. I think Dean, you know, along with all the controversy of recent, you know, stuff that he's been going through, like, I think he's the flashy fighter. And I think some people maybe misinterpret how we talked about that original fight is like, I'm not talking down on Dean's ability because Dean is a really impressive fighter. He's a really good boxer. The issue came from the fact that Walid was whooping on him. But on that other hand, you know, we talk about the one lucky punch and sometimes maybe we, we get carried away with kind of making that sound like, oh, you got lucky. But in reality, that is also a skill of knowing like, okay, you're, you're two knockdowns down. There's only one way you can win this. And you turn up the heat as much as you can. You pull that power punch as strong as you can, which in training, that's what I've been seeing. He's really, really relaying on that power punch a lot because that's what got it done this time. Waleed, since he's been more active, since he knows what caught him, I think he's going to be able to, to train for that and know, okay, I can't let him let him get to that point if he's gonna get to that point i got to be able to dodge and evade it and know when that's coming and then i got to return to cinder that that's what i think i think we're looking at a new champion with Waleed sharks because that guy absolutely deserves it he is hard probably the hardest worker in misfits as far as fighter in my opinion because again he he's not just doing these cards he's he's going and doing amateurs he's like trying to he is being a boxer then we have the misfits middleweight championship i'm calling it and this is this is crazy because the last two fights especially that we talked about have that potential too but i think this is going to be the match of the night salt poppy versus slim sometimes you know in in different sports you know people get the nicknames and whatnot and it's cool marketing but the thing that maybe some people don't forget the reason why Slim got that hitman nickname is because of the precision in which he executes those punches. And that is going to be the biggest thing for me that I would be looking at. I would say Salt Poppy, like you said, is a little bit more patient and like he is more uh, accurate in that of that he knows he is more accurate in when to throw punches and knowing that they're going to land and he doesn't have to worry about missing he doesn't have to worry about return punches anything like that while slim when he punches it's accurate most of the time i think it's going to be very close i think it's going to be super salt poppy as well i think he's going to walk out champion i don't think i think it's going to be close though double main event logan paul and dylan danis i can't believe he actually showed up that's i mean i i still won't believe it until the bell rings you know as far as the fight but he he's in manchester right now so i i agree i think logan's going to be the one walking out however i think it's going to be a lot more different i mean look logan has the the size as he's typically had you know in ksi fights in the 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 mayweather exhibition and and look people despite the fact that again logan has not technically won a boxing fight i mean you can't underestimate the power that logan does i mean logan has power in those shots and he has every athletic bone in his body that should lead to him being able to get this job done very quickly because again dylan danis is someone who is not a a technical striker he is more of a, a jiu-jitsu and a wrestler uh, in the world of mma and again Dylan Danis has not fought 
in close to three and a half, four years. But on the same hand, Logan Paul, as far as fighting, two and a half years now. You know, I he's put out this little documentary and has shown that this entire time he has been training because obviously, you know, he was supposed to be on the January. The prime card was really supposed to be in January, as we remember. He got injured back in November from the the uh, crown jewel event against Roman Reigns. Uh, and, and it's just something where to me taking my, my dislike of Dylan Dennis and especially the way he's marketed this uh, with like going after Logan's fiance and things like that, which I, it's childish and right up his alley, you know, uh, I, I just don't see <laughs> Dennis having any credible uh, threat to to Logan. I I think you know just like his brother. I mean, this is a a a mismatch uh, as far as the the skill in the world of boxing. Not saying Logan is the best boxer of all time, definitely not. But compared to someone who's used to a different fighting style, as we've seen, as I just talked about with Anthony Taylor, as we've talked about a lot on this show about. MMA fighters crossing over, that's a huge problem for them. Even someone with only a couple years of skill as a boxer is always going to beat the MMA fighter crossing over, almost always. So to me, Logan Paul, uh, I think it's going to be a knockout within three rounds. So so I feel, so this is something I've talked about a lot, and I think this is the biggest thing. We saw it slightly better in, in the, the Mayweather exhibition where I've always talked about in that both the KSI fights, especially KSI Logan two, he didn't have the killer instinct. He should have, as soon as he rocked and got the, you know, Jerry Reese took the knockdown away and uh, basically like deducted Logan two points while KSI was hurt. He absolutely should have went in there and just pummeled him. And you know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Logan won that fight instead of KSI. In the Floyd fight, we saw a little bit more of that aggression, a little bit of that killer instinct. Still not quite there. What Dylan has been doing with Logan's fiance, I mean, I just saw a clip from a Twitch stream where he, this man has a folder of pictures of a woman he's never met in his life before. That's fucking kind of creepy. Um, and he's made it very personal. And I think that could be the thing that finally unlocks that killer instinct where... Logan fights on emotion more than he ever has before because I don't think he was fighting on emotion in any of his other fights. This is something that's been really hard for me because this is the one where I, I really have to take the the fan out and I have to try and figure out like, okay, realistically, how is this going to go down? How can this go down you know trying to to put on my analyst hat as we do here on the show and really see the immediate credible easy solution is tommy fury is going to win that if you that is the safe bet if you're betting on this fight absolutely no question about it the thing is however is what has at times and it can still be a negative for KSI going into this fight and past fights is just how unorthodox and how sloppy at times KSI is. He is not a technical 
traditional boxer. He is throwing those overheads. He is moving in a much more different and aggressive style. He, you know, uh, the legacy, you know, uh, that was the one thing, you know, he had had the whole KSI knowledge, strength, and integrity tattooed on him. Now he has legacy tattooed on his back because that's the most important thing. And I think that's the hard thing, uh, you know, as we saw with Idris Virgo and, uh, and, uh, he is training in that shoot fighters camp and they aren't, they aren't playing to KSI's ego. They aren't getting him easy people to spar and to fight with. He is fighting pro boxers. That is what he's sparring with and he's being pushed to his limits and he's accepting that, uh, you know, that, that uh responsibility because to him the legacy of building you know now misfits and of course the biggest thing for him is beating jake paul showing that he is better than jake paul i think that is something that is we've talked about it a lot and i even went back to the the interview we did at the end of last season two of like skill is very important but the the spirit and the will to win is sometimes something people underestimate. And I think KSI absolutely has that will to win, you know, more than the skill to beat Tommy Fury. And that's what makes it hard for me to really pick Tommy is because, you know, look, KSI has made a career out of proving people wrong and to building this legacy that he's building, you know, both music, boxing, YouTube, all this stuff. You know, next week I'm probably, I'll, I'll probably get clowned for it. And in the comments, even now I'll probably get clowned for it, but I think KSI will do the impossible. It's, it sounds like we are both on the same, same path. There is like the determination of KSI is going to be his greatest greatest asset in this fight and i mean we we talked about you know anthony taylor was was what we deemed the that dog award last year on the lockies you know ksi that has always been the the thing that's what logan said with the two fights they had like he is a dog he will not stop as much as he is he will walk into punches which still is not good like as much as you throw at him He's coming forward, and that's going to be the big thing I think that Tommy is probably not going to be used to is if he lands that punch and KSI realizes or feels that didn't hurt me, I can go in, that is going to really screw with Tommy, not only in that moment, but going forward into the rest of the fight because then KSI is going to continuously try to put pressure on him over and over and over again. And in that awkward fighting stance he has, in that awkward fighting style he has, that could be something that could maybe overwhelm the quote-unquote boxer in Tommy Fury. You know, uh, something I saw is uh, uh, some some social media stuff that Misfits was doing was where Tommy was kind of maybe I I hope it was only just for the camera kind of dismissing. Well, he's he's a smaller guy, so I've only been sparring small small guys. Don't do that. <laughs> do not underestimate your opponent, Tommy. You know better than that. Come on, I've clowned you enough. You I know you're not that dumb. You can't be that dumb. Please, I beg that you're not that dumb. Because when people underestimate KSI, he always comes out on top.
Yeah, and uh, next week also on the show, we will be announcing how the Lockies are going to go down. Of course, you are new to the show. That is our end-of-year award show uh, going over like – just as a, a little hint, you know, obviously some of these are going to be the same. The, the fighter of the year, wrestler of the year, stuff like that. That show, of course, will be going down December 13th, the final episode of the season. Can't believe we're almost there already. But besides that, you know, we appreciate you guys so much for all the support you guys have shown on both the look back and here on the lockup. You know, follow us over on all the social medias on twitter on facebook on instagram on tiktok youtube of course subscribe we appreciate you for joining us inside the ring and we will see you next week for the prime card